This is Carlos Arroyo, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. City Live, Evening Juice with Lemon City Live, Season 8, Episode 24. Thank you for tuning in, Lemonheads. If you're watching, you're watching on our Twitter, you're watching on our Facebook, or on the Five Reasons YouTube network, so shout out to Five Reasons. Big show today. We're joined by our friend Jaime Gutierrez, who is the director of Asylum. How's it going, Jaime? What's going on, fellas? Uh, how you are doing? Pleasure to, to have you know be with you guys, so thank you very much, man. Yeah, definitely, bro. I'm gonna call you Jaime or Jamie, whatever comes out. So it, it, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you're used well, to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a hundred percent. Like you know, Americans say Jamie, and you know, us Latinos here in Miami say Jaime. You know, yeah, bro. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I'm used to both. I'm used to both, man. Used to both. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So before we get, we begin, I just want to remind everybody that the show is brought to you by Intelligent, an internationally endorsed athletic cognitive brain training simulation that improves players' decision-making, game-time awareness, and opponent anticipation. Intelligent simulates actual gameplay in a digital arena to help players better adapt to the shifting realities of real-time sports. So go ahead and use Lemon City 15 to receive a 15% discount on all packages when you sign up, and we'll share the link in a second. All right, Jamie, let's, let's, uh, let's get right to it, bro. The Asylum... It's yeah. uh, it's kicking off this weekend, correct? Yeah, man, it kicks off this weekend on uh, Saturday night at the Colgate Wizard Art Cinema. Big shout out to the Colgate Wizard Art Cinema for giving us a, you know, a, a night like this, you know. And um, starting on August twenty third, uh, tickets will go on sale to the public uh, for various um, showings at that same cinema uh, throughout the weekend. I think all the way into like first couple of days of September. You know, I think it'll be everything will be made. Uh, public but yeah you know uh this week all right and where, where can people go to buy the tickets so you know on the 23rd like i said uh core gables art cinema will obviously make it public um mm-hmm. you go to the core gables art cinema dot uh, com or core gable cinema i think I believe that's dot com is there is there is there a link um you could go there um you know purchase tickets um you know and 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 Go go check out a good uh, documentary that obviously you know the city of Miami is kind of talking about right now. Yeah, man. So uh, obviously the asylum is the nickname for the the gym where a Miami High basketball team you know came to fame and uh and uh you know found all their glory. So yeah, yeah. How long have you been thinking about making this this documentary? So man, look. Um, I mean, you and I spoke about this a while back, you know, and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you kind of like briefly touched upon it and I told you, hey, you know, it's something that works. This, But yeah, it took, you know, it took five years, five plus years, you know, to to basically get it to where it's at, you know. Um, big wow. shout out to every single, you know, team member, you know, production team, you know, crew member um, that made this happen, you know, big team that was able to capture this um, behind the scenes. But yeah, it took five and a half years, you know, um, to get to where we're at. 
it took that long because obviously we wanted to make sure that, you know, we got everyone that needed to be in the documentary. You know, like you said, it's yeah. very historic. Um, it's a very historic place per se, mm -hmm. you know, it's a very historic, um, uh, story, you know, back, back from back in the days, the, 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 the documentary is from 1987 to 1998. So it has like an 11 year run <clears throat> of the wow. time that shaky was there and, you know, Frank was there. So, you know, I mean, it, it, um, it captures all those years, which obviously, you know, you talk about 11 years, there's a lot of people who were involved in those 11 years. So yeah. you know, trying to get, make sure that everyone was part of it and the correct people were part of it. Um, well, why is the reason why it took so long, man? But you know, the anticipation is over. It's here. You know, people have been enjoying the trailer, the clips and all that stuff. That's amazing, man. So like, just in case people don't know, Shake, you mentioned Shakey, you mentioned Frank. Yeah. Those are the former head coaches of Miami High. Yeah. Frank Martin actually he's, he went on to become a famous college basketball coach. Correct. Right? So what sort of like little nuggets did those guys drop on you that just kind of blew you away? I mean, well, look, you know, I, I we, we had um, Shaky, we interviewed Shaky, you know, it was one day um, mm -hmm. and it took about, um, say about four hours. You know, we sat down with him because obviously – He's um he was kind of like the mastermind the whole whole thing you know he kind of yeah. start the thing you know of, of being this this historic you know team, um you know I guess I guess the the nuggets that he dropped per se were the ones of like and which obviously people were enjoying the film it's just like mm -hmm. at that time you know a high school team was selling out a gym you know that fit what maybe fifteen hundred people and there was mm -hmm. twenty five hundred people three thousand people just trying to get in and there's. Like you'll see the many stories that people say there's people hanging from the bars yeah. outside, you know, trying to get in. And then, you know, um, you know, their first championship in or per se Shaky's first championship in the run in 87. Man, you had, I mean, look, you had 7,500 people at a high school basketball game in 1987, you know, Man. and it wasn't even in Miami, you know, it was in Lakeland, you know, so. Yeah. To put into perspective, like at that time, what they were doing, you know, it was it was crazy because you, you know, seventy five hundred people at a championship game of high school basketball, where you know, at 80, in eighty seven there was no streaming, there was no Facebook or Twitter mm -hmm. or Instagram or you know, let, you know, live broadcast. You know, it's either you're there or you're not. You know, and and to have all those people show up and ride, you know, from Miami High, it was crazy. You know, so you know, it's a nugget that he threw in there. You know, I mean, as for Frank, you know, just like the dominance of the the two teams he had, you know, like he had some some, you know, he had some some real deal basketball players, you know, that he had, you know, yeah. obviously has the most part of his crew, you know, Brent Wright was part of his team, you know, Blake in the last year was part of his team, so you talking about guys who were ballers, you know, like they were just flat out ballers, you know, so so like. The the run started in the in what the late 80s, mid 80s, somewhere around there. But yeah. before that, you know, there wasn't really much noise coming out of there. So how how does just how does that happen? Just out of I don't want to say out of nowhere. Obviously, Shaky built it, but you know, how, how does something like that just happen? Well, look, no, he you know, he had a passion for basketball, like you know, which obviously you'll see you'll see in the documentary. He talks about it, you know. He has a passion for basketball, he had a passion for for getting these kids you know, ahead in life, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then I think a lot of people bought into that, 
you know, I mean, I bought into that too because I I grew up around that time, you know, and I played high school basketball down here in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I could, I remember hearing the stories, you know, like, oh, Miami had this, Miami had that. And I wanted to go play for Miami High, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I know that there wasn't enough space to play at Miami High or even if I could play because there's, there's, you know, there was legit ballers there. So I think, you know, to answer your question, it just came about where, you know, he just, he made it all out of passion, you know, out of love for mm -hmm. the city, for the, for, for the school. And everybody bought in little by little, you know. And obviously, he did end up with 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 some with some pretty solid players. And I think, like you said, what started everything, and obviously you'll see in the film, is the 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 birth of the Edwards brothers. You know, you know Doug mm -hmm. Edwards, Stephen Edwards, Alan Edwards. You know the, what they call the Edwards brothers here in Miami, who all went to Division One colleges. You know, they all were great, successful basketball players. And you know, Doug Edwards was you know uh, ranked number two in the nation behind Kenny Anderson, you know, um, in the 1989 All-American game. So That's wild. Yeah. He was actually, Doug was ahead of Shaq in that game. He was ahead of Shaq. Wow. In the, in, yeah, in the, in the <laughs> rankings, Doug Edwards was ahead of Shaq. So, um, you know, it goes to show you how, yeah. like, like how great that team was, you know, or those teams were. And it's crazy because Miami's known as like a, a predominantly football town. You know, everybody plays football, American football. So yeah. for Miami High to get, you know, to get on the on, on the national uh, ranks like that is it's it's amazing because there's not that culture of basketball. At least there wasn't back then that culture of basketball coming out of Miami. So these kids, you know, to build that program, they really must have had to put in a work and completely change around not only their own personal lives to to buy into that culture that Shaky was building, but you know, they had to build a new culture in, in that in that school in that community right yeah no i mean look um as i used at that time football was king mm -hmm. I mean, football's you know for the most part has always been king you know down here i guess you know until the you know pat riley came and the heat started dominating mm -hmm. in the late 90s and stuff like that but yeah man he had to build something you know which is a good point that you say you know like some of them some of those games you know were being sold, sold out and some of those games had to be moved you know, to Miami Day North at that time, which had like 4,500 people. And, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll see in the documentary that they had games at the old Miami Arena, you know, the old, at the old, old Miami Arena, which were, at that time was located in the, in the over, Overtown, you know, uh, mm -hmm. area. And they would get like 10, 11,000 people in that, in that arena, you know, you're talking about an, an NBA arena, you know? Yeah. So it, like, it, it just so much um, prestige and so much, you know, follow. And, to mention, you know, Miami High is the oldest high school in Dade County, and I believe it's the second oldest high school in the state of Florida. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So there's so there was so much alumni, you know, there was so much following, there was so much like kids and people who had graduated from that school that when they saw, you know, Shaky do what he did, you know, and bring them to give them like national attention. I mean, after that, it was just everybody just started following. And of course, when mm -hmm. you have a following, you know, you're good because everybody starts talking about you. Man, that's incredible, man. So, uh, what what what's something that you learned during the film that you know kind of caught you by surprise? Man, look, I think what what I learned was that you know they were a family, man. You know, mm -hmm. they took care of each other. You feel me? They took care of each other from start to finish, no matter what. Um, you know, I I mean, my coach, who I, who was my coach here in high school, in in in, in Barbara Goldman, that's where I went came from Miami high, you know, like he was part mm -hmm. of an, the assistant coach in tree of Miami high, you know, 
And I kind of like saw it firsthand from him coaching us, coaching me. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you learn like, like some of these guys will tell you, man, like 25, 30 years later, they still talk to each other, you know, they still, you know, go support each other. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll pull up at anywhere they're at, you know, and be like, Hey, you know, um, you know, how are you doing? You know, remember this Miami Hyde, there's a Miami Hyde thing. It's a culture, you know, you wouldn't understand it kind of just like, you know, you'll, you know, you see UD posted sometimes, you know, you see Frank talk about it, you know, sometimes, you know, you see like um, other players who came by there, you know, and you'll see in the documentary, you know, they talk about it a lot. It's like, you know, it's a family that, you know, brought you together and basically helped you get to the next level or, or, or helped you become who you need mm-hmm. to successful in life you know and i think that's what you learn i mean i kind of knew about it but then you really know like okay this is this was real you know this was real it it was it was it was true the stories were true you know it wasn't just like a gimmick or people talking and it's like because when you get tons of people like i interviewed for the documentary let's say i 20 right and all 19 out of 20 are talking about the same thing you know it's it's real you know you know it's authentic so for sure that's something i learned that their their feelings towards each other were authentic and are authentic Man. Achilles, bro, you're you're our our historian here, man. I have, you haven't said anything. <laughs> oh, come on, no, I'm like I'm I'm like a, a normal history, like a nerd. I don't know cool history like Miami <laughs> basketball. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, Jamie, if you are, uh, I want to say I don't want to say ignorant, but if you don't know much about the history of Miami High mm-hmm. or about the the history of the the culture of basketball in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> why, why should you go watch this movie? What's in it for the average person that doesn't really know? Well, man, look, that's a good question. But I think um, what you'll find, what you'll find out is, well, one of two things, you know, that both Shaky and Frank, you know, mm-hmm. um, they cared about kids. And if you, and if you have some sort of, you know, heart or you have like that human emotion of, you know, damn, I, I like you see a character on TV or you see a character in, in real life, you know, that you come across a colleague and you say, I want to see that person succeed. You know, it's yeah. that type of story. It's like you, it, it builds up where you're like, man, they're winning this and that, you know, and I want to see that person succeed. And then, you know, it goes over to Frank, they continue succeeding, you know, and then, you know, they get the, the you know, get allegations thrown at them about like, oh, they recruit this guy, recruit that guy. And then you see that, you know, mm-hmm. It's just genuine of what they're trying to do. So if you're if you don't know anything about it, you'll you what you'll get is like a, a human in, interaction, human emotion, you know, feel of like, damn, you know, like I can't believe that they had to go through all that and yet they still made it out and they and they were successful. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of guys, you got remember, you gotta remember it's like um, you know, you talk about the early 80s, you talk about Miami, let's be look, everybody knows you're talking about. The cocaine era here, you know, talking about mm-hmm. drug trafficking, you know, crazy times, late 80s, early 90s, you know, and a lot of those kids are were coming from those neighborhoods, you know, where it's like, all right, well, well, what else do we got? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to go through all that, you know, and then make it out and then get, you know, with allegations, X, Y, Z, whatever. And then 20, 30 years later, you know, like I just said, they're still a family. They're still together. Mm-hmm. They made it out. They're successful. You know, some guys became doctors. <clears throat> Somebody, some guys became NBA players. Some guys became some guys became NBA referees. Some guys be, uh, started their own businesses. All that 
you'll get the human attachment mm -hmm. from it. It's a sports story, you know, and yeah. it's the sports documentary. And you'll be like, oh, my God, a dunk, a high up, chalk and trash. Mm -hmm. But at the end, you'll be like, damn, man, it's crazy how, what these guys had to go through, you know, just to for people to see. And, you know, one of the reasons I told the story is because I think the good was never told. You know, like saying everybody was like, oh, the stars, whatever. And then they got caught cheating or the, the allegations, this and that. And nobody ever went back and said, OK, like 20 years later. Right. Said, mm -hmm. right, what happened to these guys? Like, were they real like like, you know, scums and cheaters or were, or like was there something lost in translation? You know, and I think that yeah. you'll see that, I, that that people will realize damn, something was really lost in translation because these all these guys like, really came out, you know, and really made it something well worth, you know. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, the time of in Miami where where the story takes place or where it starts, you know, that late 80s, early 90s Miami. Does how much of that is in is in the documentary? It is. It's a, it's there, mm -hmm. you know. Like I said, you you'll see, you know, the riots of 89 are in there, mm -hmm. you know, because Miami High was at its top, you know, at that moment. Like they were ranked yeah. they were ranked number 2 in the nation at that time that the Miami riots went on, you know. So they're there. You know, and and it's in there. You know, um, the background of where like these guys came from. You know, in 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 Miami, like you know, Liberty City, Old Town, Carroll City, Little mm -hmm. Havana, all that stuff. You know, you you see the nostalgic old, you know, gym with no AC and it's jam packed. You're yeah. like sardines. You know, I think if you if you enjoy that, first of all, if you enjoy documentaries and you enjoy like like you know, Achilles is saying like uh, the historian type of uh, <laughs> archive or whatever. There's so much footage in there that you're gonna be like, holy crap! How the hell did you know did these guys get this? You know, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something. You know, mm -hmm. obviously this is the first time. Obviously I'm coming on and I'm starting to promote the film. There's one person in the documentary, right? That's part of the archival footage that we ended up with. That you will not believe that he's he was inside the Miami High gym. You're gonna be like, I like what that guy was in the gym, and we got him. We we got him as a, he's being interviewed. You know, he's be actually being interviewed back in like 1988, 89. You know, and like you're gonna be like, what? Like it's crazy. Like who we ended up getting. You know, like um, archival footage that I don't think anybody has because it was who helped us. Um, and shout out to to mm -hmm. to this, this one individual named Camilo Sass, who um basically he had he called me up one day. He heard I was doing the asylum. And he's like, hey, you know, I heard you doing the documentary. I got two VHS tapes, right, that I shot back in the day. And at that time, you know, I'm like, you know, I got a lot of footage already, man. I don't know if I need more, man. And I told him, yeah, thanks, cool, man. Yeah, pass it to me. And, man, you know, I said, you know what? Let me just, you know, let me just digitize these two, three last tapes that I got, see what we got. And I, if, if I won't lie to you. If I would have never digitized those two, three tapes, there's about four pieces in the documentary that don't make you feel a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. and that one person that is in the documentary was on that tape. And I'm like, thank God I, I, I digitized this tape. Damn. Thank God I digitized this tape. Yeah. What was the hardest piece of you know information or video archives or whatever that 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 uh that you got that that was um yeah that was difficult for you to get? I believe it was, it was probably, you know, probably the, the late 80s, early mm -hmm. 90s, probably. Because you remember, like, on that time, everything was VHS. Nobody yeah. stored anything. People just recorded <laughs> and recorded over the VHS. You know, uh -huh. they didn't care. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they didn't care. So I think that that was the most difficult. 
thing or like 95 96 97 98 you know I yeah. mean, that was already easy you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. there was already kind of like tv and stuff and people were already showing games and, and stuff like that and so um like then the 96 through 98 where these there brand blade frank i have a lot of good footage you know that's yeah. like oh, okay that was kind of easy but like late 80s early 90s you know especially with the shaky stuff that was really really hard really difficult but look, man, uh, you know, rest in peace to, to Shaky because uh, I'll never forget, you know, he told me, hey, man, look, if you really want to do this, you know, you have my blessing. And I have over like 20 or 25 VHS tapes that you could use, you know, that I just kind Damn. of saved, you know, throughout the years to, you know, just whatever, look back at this. And he gave me about, I told him, nah, you know, I won't, I won't take all of them. I think maybe took 15, maybe 15 VHS tapes, digitized everything. And the gold, the golden eras of those years were on there, man. Were definitely That's awesome. Yeah, and, and and to and and Crow Gables Art Cinema, the reason that they took on the film was because um, the executive uh, program director there, you know, they, you know, appreciate Brenda, um, that's her name. She saw the footage and she was like, "How the hell did you guys get this?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> and she's like, and you know, it was, she found it to be very like well, you know, told, you know, because of that old footage, you know, yeah. they don't have that. You know, a lot of sometimes what I'm trying to say is a lot of documentaries usually have like used pictures and moving pictures and stuff. We actually got the footage. We we got the footage. We got yeah. the footage. Man, got the footage. man that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had have you had uh talks with any like city officials to make this sort of um I don't know, some like official city of Miami history piece of uh, archival something? No, I haven't anything had like that, that going on. No, I haven't had that conversation. You know, um, don't know. You know what it, it will lead. Look, I, I, I mean, look, man. I made, I made the film mm-hmm. for, for love and passion. You know, I didn't really make it to like, oh, I want to be this. You know, be, you know, director, crazy. You know, um, you know, I, I, for me, it was like more like I wanted to tell a good story. You know, yeah. a good story that I kind of knew and kind of was part of in some sort of way, and made it easy on me. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to make make sure it was it was told right. And like I said, I got the blessing from every single person in that film. You know, every single person in that film was like, yo, you got my blessing. And, and no, I mean, it just went from there, man. And, and, you know, I mean, hopefully one day, you know, somebody will see it, you know, and be like, oh, let's make this, you know, like, I don't know, like a, a staple of Miami since it was so yeah. long, but for now, you know, look, one thing, one good thing that we're doing is that, you know, the, the, my, our proceeds that night, you know, that we run, we're going to be donating. You know all mm-hmm. the all the the proceeds to the Miami High Alumni Association. You know, nice. so nice. yeah, so it's a it's a it's a way to kind of give back. You know, they gave to me mm-hmm. the opportunity to tell a story. I I'll give back. You know what I'm saying? And I think at the end of the day, you know that that'll repay itself some some way. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So uh, the trailer is out. The official trailer of the movie is out. Right? It dropped. Yeah. It dropped when? Like uh, Monday. On Monday. Yeah, Monday right. and Monday and everybody went crazy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it on like eight different pages probably yeah, just today. Nah, it's crazy. Everybody tags me and, and says, yo, it's crazy. I've had people like DM me say, man, I can't believe you did this. It's crazy. I wanted to do this. Like, who are, who, like, who are you? Where, where you come from? Where? Yeah. A whole thing to me. Like, a bunch of stuff, man, which I appreciate, man. Like, I appreciate it. I'm yeah. thankful for it. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad that we put it out, you know, because a lot of people tell me, oh, are you excited? And this, I am. You know, I really mm-hmm. am excited, but I'm also relieved. You know, I'm also yeah. relieved. Yeah. Because, yeah, five you know, and a half years, is, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah man. man. I'm also relieved because a lot of people would always ask, like, when is it coming out? When, I mean, you would ask me, Gus, like, when is it coming yeah. out? 
when is it coming out? You know, and, and it, even the you know even the people in the documentary were like, hey, when when are you putting it out? I was like, soon, 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 and you know, it it finally is it's there for people to see. You know, the trailer. You know, and 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 hopefully, you know, the film for for many years to come. But I think. Um, you know, after you know, on Monday everybody went crazy, man. Right? Yeah. And I appreciate and I appreciate everybody who retweeted and reposted and then commented and you know that this just goes a long way. You know, it goes it goes far. You know, for helping the film and helping the yeah. audience and helping the people who worked on it. You know, because it's just not me. You know, I'm I may be the face just because I'm the director and stuff, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes. You know, that did a lot of things. You know, that to make this happen. That's what's up, man. So if you haven't seen it, everybody, you can. Uh, I know it's on. The Instagram page at the Asylum Film, so you can go ahead and check it out there. Where where else can people go see the trailer if they haven't seen it already? Um, they can see it on my page at J Gutierrez Fever, you know. So and you can see that at the Asylum Twitter and um and Instagram, um and I mean you can see it on a ton of other people's pages. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, man. It's true. Everybody, you know. I mean, everyone has. I I've even like. Like I've caught myself like, oh, let me just check what's going on on Instagram, and I tap, you know, on stories, and like the next yeah. thing you show up the trailer again, and I'm yeah. like, oh, who's this? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like I'm like the trailers everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like I don't know, man. Like it, it just it like it did like huge numbers with just just us saying, all right, let's just let's just publish it. <laughs> no, huge numbers, huge feedback, huge yeah. everything, man. And I think it just goes a long way, you know, from. um People supporting the film, you know, being anticipated, being a great story, you know, mm -hmm. having the Miami High um, folks and and association alumni, you know, supporting it. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's a big deal. Are you gonna submit to any film festivals or anything like that? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, let, we're, we're gonna talk with the team, you mm -hmm. know, and and take it from there. You know, um, you know, I, I guess there, there'll be more interest, obviously. You know, obviously yeah. after this, I think there'll be a little bit more interest now. Um, to see where the film goes, but I mean, definitely, there's, there's in the works. There's plans to kind of put it like on a streaming platform, you know, or maybe submit it to a to a, a film festival. You know, we'll see. You know, we'll see how how we go. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, it's it's uh it's finally out, basically, or it will be out. You know, and and yeah. you can go get your tickets, like I said, at the Coral Gables Art Cinema or CoralGablesCinema.com, and on the 23rd of next week, there'll be multiple showings across the week at different times, so people go check it out and, you know, and, and take it from there, man. That's what's up, man. Jamie, man, hey, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, bro. Once again, if, uh, where can people follow you again? My IG, at J Gutierrez Fever. Um, this at the asylum mm -hmm. film, you know, you can go check it out. The trailer is there, a bunch of other content pieces, you know, mm -hmm. uh, got a cool piece there of like how the asylum used to be, you know, or was be back in the day, or what people thought of the asylum. A couple of clips of, of UD also talking about the asylum, a couple of other players talking about the asylum. So, um, photos too, nice of Frank from back in the day, a bunch of stuff, bunch of different, bunch of different stuff. And it's still like it's a cool little spot, man. The actual gym, you know, like if you if you haven't gone, I suggest you go right now. There's a Miami Pro League. I think I think it's still going on there. No, actually, yeah, maybe, they moved it. They, moved they wrapped it. up. Oh, there's yeah. not. It's not at Miami High anymore. Oh, this is the first. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Where are they doing it now? They're doing that at Johnson and Wales at the ah, okay, the okay, thing yeah. center or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But no, nah, I mean, right. yeah, it's the first, but yeah, they did it there for many years. They did, yeah, it man, years. it was there for a while. I, mean, I went to a few games out there mm -hmm. when uh when my my uh, younger brother was working with uh with Remy, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so yeah. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah man. Cool. Yeah, bro. So if uh, if you want to check out the trailer again, go check it out at the Asylum Film on Instagram, on Twitter, or uh, go to Jaime's page at Jay Gutierrez FIBA. Great trailer, man. It's gonna get you hyped, and uh, hopefully you'll <laughs> you'll go see the film in public. No, I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you know everybody who's 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 locked in. You know, wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for for the people, you know, the audience. So mm-hmm. you know, we we the team, you know, greatly appreciate that. You know, everybody go check it out. Um, I think you will like it. You know, it is Miami. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's, Miami. it's got it's even got Miami music in it. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, so I think, you know, I think you guys, everybody will enjoy, you know, and, and there's a couple of things, like I said, there's a couple of like eye opening things that you're going to be like, wow, you know, and I got a couple of people there, uh, in the film who are obviously not in the trailer that you're going to be like, wow, like he, like he was part of the film, like he's part of the documentary and, and, and yeah, like, cause one thing I'll leave you with this one thing that when I first started this, there was a lot of people that say, man, it's quite a few people who you ain't going to be able to talk to or get because they're not going to want to talk about it, you know? Mm. Not the case. No, Damn. I got every, I got everyone. That's awesome. <laughs> I, got everyone. I got everyone, man. I got. That's everyone. great, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, all right, man. Yeah, hey, I wish you much success in the opening of the film. Thank you, and man. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna lead to bigger and better things for you, dude. Right, appreciate, it, man. And always, you know, good looking and and always great talking to you guys, man. Definitely, definitely, man. All right, everybody. Everybody, right, say buddy. peace out to Jamie. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys, man. For sure, man. Have a good one. You too, man. All right, man. That was uh, Jaime Gutierrez. Works at FIBA, but also documentarian. I'm definitely stoked to see that. Oh, bro, I really want to watch that. I I love the Coral Gables Art Cinema. It's such a great little theater. I go all the time. You know what I saw there? Um, The Wall, that Pink Floyd movie. Yeah. (laughs) I saw that there. It was awesome. Yeah, no, their their midnight movie uh, lineup is always great. Yeah, and you know what? I've actually been to a game at the asylum. I completely forgot about that. Oh yeah. When I, when I was at Pace, they played oh. them my senior year, and there was like a group of like ten or twenty guys, and we'd go to all the games, and we nice. had to be escorted out of the building because things got heated. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I'll tell us the story, bro. No, like I said, we were just a bunch of shitheads that would go to the games and just make noise and be annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, that's, you know, some people think that's funny. Some people don't think it's so funny, but I'm like, because I, I vividly remember like the bars on the windows and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, man, yeah. that sounds so familiar. So I just looked it up real quick to like, make sure that my brain wasn't complete garbage. And yes, absolutely <laughs> went there and absolutely had to be escorted out of the building by police. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. And that, and I, I'm pretty sure to this day, they still don't have air conditioning in there because it was, it was very hot yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I went to watch those Miami Pro League games. Oh, man. All right, so let's switch it up a little bit. We, I want to talk some Inter-Miami, so I'm going to bring on oh. our official Inter-Miami uh, beat writer. So many guests. Javier Guerrero. Oh. X, X going to give it to you, baby. I don't have the sound. Edwin has that on his computer. Sorry, man. <laughs> He hasn't he hasn't uploaded it to to our to our stream yard yet. So oh, uh, he's slipping. He's slipping. He's, he's slipping. He's slipping. Hey, he wants to keep everything the... close to close to his chest. You know what I mean? Close like to the vest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not that's not that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> Did you guys do the phony and the juice? No, we that? haven't done it. We haven't oh, done it yet. 
Yeah, we oh, have. Not, it, it sounds like you got some loaded in the chamber. I have, yes. I have one. I have, I have a couple that I, I'm thinking about. Yes, sir. All right. So then, before we start talking into Miami, let's start off with a little phonies and uh, and who's got the juice. So who wants to go first? I'll go with the phony. Let's the go. US what you got? Soccer. The U.S. Soccer Federation. Yes. With those sorry ass Perma, they're, they're permaphonies uh, yeah. to if begin with. If yeah, yeah, no, no, they, they gotta give the people what they want, and the people want something nice, something to wear, something to represent for this World Cup. And those uh somebody said that those will be five dollars at Ross, like during yeah. the World Cup, because nobody's those gonna buy look, them. That looks like a shirt that someone like made. And like for like a yeah. family barbecue, bro. That's like a T-shirt. Opalaka flea market. Opalaka sure. flea market. I'll go make <laughs> yeah. a, a couple better jerseys than, than the ones that Yo, they put up. That's this, that's yeah. sad. You know, you know what it looks sad. like? It's, right next to the gas station hats are those jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> They're so bad, man. They're horrible. I, I, I uh. hope that's just like a joke, and then they'll no. say. Got you, and they come out with some really nice church no and Miss and Weston McKinney, and and they're just joking and, and fooling us all. I really hope. Yeah. I, really I hope, hope so. but that's yeah, that's no. not that's not U.S. soccer style. Uh, it, it, At yeah, all. they they need to give the power to the people, man. There's so many, so many designers, so many people that can come up with a concept much much better than that, and it's kind of sad. Kinda but what sad. do do they just take whatever Nike gives them? Is that what's going on? From personal experience working for an MLS team, that's exactly how it is. You, the team can be as creative as they want, and at the end of the day, whoever it is, Nita's, a Nike, is just kind of like, listen, bro, settle down. Here's four different shirts and four different colors and yeah. four different things, and then you figure something out with that. But U.S. soccer is lazy, and I guarantee you, Nike said, hey, you guys can save like three million bucks if you just do this ugly piece of shit. And they were like, beautiful. <laughs> Bonuses all around for the top of the – for all the, the executives at U.S. soccer. Let's do this, bro. And, oh and that's a three God. million dollar saving. It, oh, I, for I, sure. I believe it also, like in the, tra in the travel clubs, you see all the teams with the same gray warm-ups. Yeah. You know what? No. You know what it is? It's, it's they sad. I, they, I wish they was open originality. They opened the yeah. oh, the East Bay catalog and we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, East Bay. <laughs> Throwback. Going back, you're going back. Oh. Yeah, no, US Soccer Federation, you guys are a bunch of phonies. And if if I can get that license, please, please give me the license for the World Cup here. And no. I'm gonna be a billionaire with the jerseys with the amount of, of designs and things you can come up with, the amount of money. <laughs> You know the team's gonna be the team's gonna be good this year, but in the next yeah. one, they're gonna yeah. be home and they're gonna be stacked and 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 everything's gonna everybody's gonna be hype. And if you come out with another crappy design like that, man, you're trying to kill soccer or something. I don't know what you're doing. A bunch of yeah, phonies. seriously. That's what they are. A bunch of phonies. <laughs> yeah. Who's your phony Achilles? Uh, it's also soccer related, but it's just Manchester United from oh. top to bottom. They're uh -huh. terrible on the field. They suck up talent and ruin it. No one wants to play for them. No teams will do business with them. They, every team is just like, stop asking for our players. We don't want your garbage money. Get away mm -hmm. from them. Like, they're offering $50 million for bench players. Uh, it was yeah. for, like, some uh, Atletico Madrid guy. And they're like, 
uh, no, bro, please back off. We don't need your money. Like, everyone <laughs> is just dunking on them, dude. Yep. No one wants to play there. No one wants to help them out. They're, they've been an abomination on the field the first two games. You get smoked by Brentford 4-0, bro. Like, come yeah. on, dude. It's what is outrageous. happening there, man? I don't get mine. I'm, I'm just so we can keep the conversation going. Mine is also Manchester United uh, related. But it's more um, Elon Musk claiming that he's going to buy Manchester United. Oh, yeah. Fuck just, like here, just like he was going to buy Twitter. Exactly. And Anybody who got game. excited about that that tweet, bro, you're you're a phony. The people who got excited about the tweet are the phonies. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's Manchester United and their whole culture in a nutshell. <laughs> Ever since they got it, um, American ownership, it's gone down the drain. But the Bucks are so yeah. good. <laughs> You would think some of that yeah. would transfer over to but United that has more money foot, and they yeah. can't football, figure it out. Football and football. Uh-huh. But I'm but just talking about the money standpoint, bro. It's not. It's not. But Liverpool is also American-owned. So Yeah, exactly. You know? Is it American-managed? That I don't know. No, nah, I don't want to. The ownership wanna, group is American. I don't want to hurt on yeah. America. So yeah, it's just, it's just that particular group hasn't done a great deal. Um, a great job yeah. with a, an iconic team, Manchester United. I mean, mm-hmm. when it's the most Ronaldo iconic was... of the last like, twenty years, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, well, and, yeah. and they're, and but they're it, tanking it. Yeah, but I don't know. They're trying to. They're trying to spend money and bring in players. They're just nobody. <laughs> nobody wants to to give to take their money. It's so funny. <laughs> it's weird. Was it? Was it Adrian Rabio? He was like an off cast from PSG and kind of plays Hoover, who. For Juventus, and he's like, yeah. uh, no, you guys need to give me more money. I'm not gonna fucking come there for regular money because this place sucks. He's yeah. just gonna like sit on the bench at Juve instead of go play for Manchester United. That's how Dude, there's so many guys like that. Virginio yeah. Dest, oh, same sure. thing. Christian Pulisic, same thing. He they they would rather come off the bench for their <laughs> current teams than to start at Manchester United. <laughs> that says a lot. That's yeah. sad what they've done to that franchise, that organization. Yeah, Yep, yeah. The, the juice. Who's got? Who's got? We're your gonna juice, we're gonna, we're gonna stay with with Inter Miami, and we're gonna stay with Pozuelo, and we're gonna name him like like Edwin said, Paprika, Paprika Pozuelo. Why? Because he's the spice. <laughs> gives gives the team the spice. Ever since he got here, he's been cooking. He's got he's got Gonzalo smiling, coming out in <laughs> tweets. Happy coming out. That's the that's the that's the greatest achievement of his career. Yeah, to turn that guy from a sour poison. Well, let me tell you something. Let let me tell you guys something. This week I went to have uh, an interview with Stuk. So before that, they had Gonzalo speaking. They had uh, Henderson speaking, and that's the best interview I've ever ever seen Gonzalo have. He was candid. He was earnest. They asked him some really good questions. He was very honest, and and I was shocked how open he was in his responses because he's usually you know, measured. Yeah. But um, it, it was really good. It was really really good. And 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 he said he was motivated. Like someone asked him about you know his play early in the season, and and one of the things he said you know he's motivated now because now he doesn't have to go down and and create. He says now I can play number nine when I've played all my life. I can just mm. be the number nine, and and yeah. look at it. And he's in shape and he's motivated and. Look out, man! Anything can happen. I'm a, I don't want to be a big homer, but it's just that I really. You're, you, the we already of the season, established. I, I, 
that you said they're winning a championship this year, bro. We, that's, that's right. On, that's on the record. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I don't want to take too much time, but I'm gonna tell you guys something. They asked him that, and I asked Bryce that. They asked Gonzalo, and Gonzalo believes that they can win a championship. That he says you set the goal and you go for it, and if you don't make it, but you gave it all you got, then you know you're 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 good with yourself. I asked Bryce. And I told him, Bryce, do you guys mm -hmm. really believe that you can do this? And he says, yes. He says, they're one of the top three teams at home. With the home, one of the top three teams at home, that's with the mm -hmm. home record. Uh, we'll get in. He said, look, last year, uh, New England, Supporter Shield, out first round. Yeah. In the playoffs, anything can happen. It happened, to Philly. It happened to Philly, that's too. What I'm saying. They go yeah. in hot. Yeah, you go in hot. By the way. You get Campana back. You get everybody full, a full squad. And, and you make a run. Let's go. That's and they're already right, in the playoffs already, right? As of today, so that's a good start. That's what's up. By the way, if you haven't heard uh, Xavier's uh, interview with with Bryce Duke, it's really good. It's on our it's on our uh, podcast uh, streams right now. Wherever you get your podcasts, if you follow us, it's there. And uh, man, great job, great job, job Xavier. That was a really awesome. Thanks, thanks. Awesome, I'm gonna put awesome. an really good interview on the next couple of days for that. I, I got mm -hmm. a real good impression and, of the kid. He's very likable. Good kid, man. Yeah. This team, and that's the thing. This team, the other thing why I believe is the, the team has chemistry. And and it's mm -hmm. something kind of like when there's a flow, where there's a vibe, where there's a feeling, these things happen uh, to some sure. certain teams at, at specific moments in time when people don't see it coming. And and I think it can happen. Mm -hmm. I think it can happen. I really hope yeah. it'd be nice to have a championship down here. Yeah. Definitely, man. And, and you know, when he mentioned that thing about having the top a top three home record, I, I, I wanted to fact check it because I was like, how can that be? Like, that sounds, that sounds crazy. So I went and I, and I saw they're technically not ranked number three at home, but they do have like in the rankings, the third most home wins. You know what I mean? But because of the amount of games that they played at home and all that stuff, they're technically not number three. But yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, good enough. For it's me. legit. No, no, for in, sure. In my fact check book, in my fact check book, he's on. No, no, he's he's not he's lying. On. They he's don't not. question he, the Duke. He, he was don't, accurate. Don't he was question accurate. the Duke. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna no, be accurate. He's gonna be accurate. What I'm trying to say, championship. What I'm trying to say is that, dude, I'm I'm surprised how good they play at home. So yeah, man, if they can just figure it out on the road, which I think they lately After they have been doing. Point, yeah. Oh man, they, they, then they'll 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 be onto something there. Definitely. Yeah, right. now they just need the to get people going to the stadium. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they they don't. It's not like they people are never going to the games. You know, they're not ranked near the bottom of attendance. They're 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 kind of middle of the pack. And then I'll, I know this because every time I see somebody talking what, shit about that, I go and I look it up. <laughs> you fact check us. You know, you know one thing you're gonna have to fact check us. The DJ yes. at the stadium at Drive Pink has got to be one of the top three. It's got to be number yeah. one in my book. It always jamming, got the best. Oh, no. It's got to be one it's, of the top. It's such a good vibe at that stadium. Like, yeah. even if it's not super full, it's a good vibe there. <laughs> it's just nice. a nightmare yeah, to get there. Yeah. That's and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one day we'll be uh, in, in Miami. Bro, Miami, all Miami teams, they always have uh -oh, the, best, guys, I, I, the best DJ. Always. For sure. Can you, well, we're Miami. Yeah, Am man. I freezing on you guys? Because I'm, I'm at the hotel in parts in parts unknown in Orlando. 
So I'm, I'm using the hotel <laughs> Wi-Fi. So don't. Uh, you're no, no, you're, you're, you're your voice. Your voice is coming through fine. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. All right, all right, Achilles. Who's who's your juice? That's all that matters. Uh, yeah, I got Mata Ateo, bro. I watched the little documentary that oh. just came out, and uh-huh. man, that the way we treated that poor guy is beyond fucked up. It's yes. really good. Go watch it on Netflix. But that guy gets the juice. Like, poof, that's a crazy. Is that ass pity story. juice? Are you giving him pity juice? It's not pity. It's he deserves it, man. The way he was treated was so bad. And he's such a yeah. he's just like a normal, nice guy, bro. <laughs> that got cut up on the internet stuff in the early days. And it's like mm-hmm. they just do you think do you think he would have had a, a decent NFL career if it wasn't for that? It maybe a, a little better, yeah. But you know, it just like because I said, he was like, great in college. There's plenty of guys that are great in college, and that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't know if it tanked his career. It didn't help, that's for sure. Yeah. But man, just the whole story is is crazy. And again, it's not even the fact that he got catfished. Whatever. It mm-hmm. you can question someone for falling for that. Whatever. But just the, the the reaction and the way people treated him after, without knowing any facts, just going off the little tidbits they know and mm-hmm. just eviscerating the guy. He's a twenty year old kid, bro. Like, yeah, you shouldn't treat kids like that, no yeah. matter if they're <laughs> famous football players or not, dude. Like, it was brutal. And they were they were accusing him of making the whole thing up himself and things like that, calling him yeah. gay on TV and shit. Like, bro, yeah. what are you doing, <laughs> Katie Couric? Asked him on national television if he was gay. You can't do what? that anymore. Yeah, you can't. Well, why crazy. would you? Why would you do that? Like, what's the point of that? I don't know. Like, that's oh. wild, man. Yeah. Wild. So that's my juice, man. The poor guy. Right. Like I said, I don't like. I'm not saying it, it, it would have changed his career, but just the way the entire country reacted to that man, and yeah. when you see the story play out, you're like, that is brutal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my juice is gonna go to the the NBA because they announced, I think today or yesterday, wrong. sometime wrong. this week. Wrong. No, they're not gonna play any games on on uh, election day. So I think that's really cool of them. Hopefully, it starts. Uh, uh, um, what's it called? It starts something that other people will follow suit, so that way we can have that day off from work. It should be a national holiday. Listen, if you're choosing to watch basketball instead of vote. You're not going to vote anyway. Let's put it that way. Once <laughs> workplaces start to do that, fine. But yes. I don't want to hear that. That's just a like, a, see, they got you, Gus. They got the little PR nugget out of you. <laughs> but they didn't put no heat yeah. on Christmas. The heat are barely on national TV. Oh. They're, throw, they're throwing us you in know Mexico. What? Like, cut out of here. We're, we're going to talk. Right, perfect transition because that's <laughs> on my notes. Bro, why do, why do the heat get snubbed year after year, dude? We just... We're one shot away from the finals. It, it, it's we don't get fine, opening yeah. night. We don't get Christmas. What the fuck? It's What's been finals. Yeah, Miami, finals. Miami first, bias. It's, yeah. yeah. Miami you go bias. to the finals. You miss the. You get knocked out in the, in the first round, but you still make the playoffs. And you're one shot away from the finals. And nothing, dude. It's it's ridiculous. I don't. Get I don't. It. I don't want to. I don't want to see say things that maybe might not be politically correct, but like. Maybe the rest of the country looks down here and they see oh. all these, they see Cuban people doing well, uh, <laughs> great businesses, Colombian, uh, like minorities flourishing. Yeah, we got some bad stuff, but like down here, we're, and we're all, everybody, 
gets along. We have uh, it's it's a uh, uh, you know a mesh a fusion of so many things, and and we do so well, and we don't care about. Is it a Miami fusion? I I it was, and now it's an Inter Miami. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I just think the rest of the country looks here and says, oh, oh shit, you know, all, yeah. all these stereotypes sure. and all this garbage. We're always talking. These people are making it work. The, the, the economy's booming. The people are, are living great. They do whatever the hell they want. They play their salsa music. They talk loud. Like, we hate those people. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I just, Or maybe that's just me feeling that yeah. way. No, Miami bias is real. It's 100%. Yeah, 100%. People, people like government officials have, from other parts of the country, have called Miami a third world area. <laughs> that's That's literally come out of government officials' mouths. Uh, absolutely, NSA. Yeah. NSA has everybody's home bugged over here in Miami, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure, for, for sure. sure. And listen, then, and when you, when, those they're a lot, and they work. listen to a lot of merengue, a lot of bachata, <laughs> and they're trying to understand what play people are playing and stuff. So they're trying to figure they're, us out. We're aliens to them. How do these the, people? The, the NSA. They just want to know how do they breed? How do they have money? money. <laughs> you know That's what? I was, I was on the drive over here today. I was driving the the U-Haul truck, and I, I'm one of those guys that say. You know, I'm not like a big bad. I'm an older guy, so if I'm listening to my bunny, you know, people are gonna look at me funny. But no, I, I listen to he, music. He owns it's, the world. It's catchy. Bro. Don't get it's me started. He's, he's the number it's one catchy. person on the planet right now, bro. Well, it's catchy, and there's some talent to it. It, it gets you. It gets mm-hmm. you. You don't boom, get to tell boom, me. Yeah. I've been on the Bad Bunny train for a long time, my guy. It, it's uh, catchy. It's I catchy, preach the gospel catchy. of Bad Bunny everywhere I go. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But no, I wouldn't I pay. I wouldn't pay large amounts of money for that. But that you know, I'm an old guy. But I oh, I, I'm to not going to pay hundred fifty dollars. It's great. Yeah, I, I enjoy. Yeah, I rather put it put it on you know Spotify, whatever. I hope I listen to it, and I think there's time there. And then it's catchy, it's fun, it's good music. But this show is about sports. My bad. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change my juice to Bad Bunny because <laughs> oh, because he because he got you his concert. You let him get to you. <laughs> No, no. His his concert in Miami is the highest grossing concerts. Yes, were the highest grossing concerts in uh, for a Latin American artist in the history. Wow, that's amazing. No, a lot of he was the previous record holder for a concert that he had here in Orlando. Yeah. So he broke his own record to be the of uh, uh, the highest grossing concert. He's just he's just coming off. He's coming off an other. Uh, what do you call it? Tour like he's doing back to back tours, and mm-hmm. he has the highest grossing tour by far, like blowing out like Elton John on his farewell tour, and all yeah. these huge artists. Like it's not even close. Yeah. Like the, today, the other day, I saw a, t- a tweet. Those that Latinos, like, damn those yeah. Latinos. We hate right? them. We hate them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I what saw are they a, doing? I saw a tweet that was like, "Oh, new hip hop artist puts out album, but it debuts at second under Bad Bunny." Yeah, guy's album has been out for months and no one can touch it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy, man. And he's doing movies now too. Yeah, bullet train. So he's, yeah, yeah. There's movies, so much TV there's shows. So much he was talent. In, there's so he was much in talent Narcos, Mexico. In Miami. Yeah. yeah, there's so much talent down here. I would hate us too if I lived somewhere else. Honestly, yeah, we're we're, we're good looking. You go and you see good looking people everywhere. I'm not just gonna say good looking women. I'm gonna say good looking people. Down here, like it's a yeah. it's a nice. You have the beach. You have man. I would hate us too. Now I understand. Now <laughs> I understand. Oh man, 
Definitely. So that's, you know, that Miami bias. Heat, Miami Heat always getting snubbed. It's not cool. I don't know what they're going to have to do, bro. They're going to have to just, the only way they can overcome that is to win the championship. And still. Then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. With, with a Jimmy Butler dunk and his dreads, his new dreads flying all over the place. Oh, yeah. Win the championship. He's got to be careful. I don't want that shit to get stuck on the rim and then, oh, that sounds that looks painful. <laughs> Well, according to, yeah, according to Edwin, they're extensions. I mean, they'll oh, just that's true. Off. They'll just come right off. <laughs> they should be fine. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, fine. yeah. He won't hang. It'll come out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Speaking of the Heat, right? They, they didn't make any moves this offseason, really. Right? Is is that a bad look for them? Is are Should we be worried as Heat fans? Like, I think <laughs> Xavier and I are on the same boat here. I don't uh-huh. want Kevin. No, I don't want exactly. Kevin. Exactly. Yeah, don't and, don't and, don't, far, don't send the farm. And you know what? You know what? I, no. I don't know any other fan base that wants him either. No, nobody in because the Nets are asking for too much. Nobody wants to give up everything they have now and everything they will ever have for existence just for uh, a maybe one season of of Kevin Durant. It's ridiculous. And then a lot of people are saying the reason the Heat haven't made any moves is they're waiting to see what happens with Durant, what happens with Kyrie, what happens with Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. And that, to me, is a bad look. Like, you were the number one team in the East. You were shot away from the finals. I understand, oh, we need to get the whales, and all we do is sign stars. How yeah. about you have a good team? How about win a championship and stop worrying about that bullshit? How about yeah. that? Like, just go get some guys. Yeah, get some reinforcements, yeah. bro. Like, that's my I, only problem. I like Martin mm-hmm. more than, um, oh, Lord, what's his name? That Tucker? Tucker, right? Um, that yeah, PJ I, 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 I yeah. personally like Martin more. Tucker, because he's a veteran. It's just Tucker. You know, Tucker brought, yeah, no, he brought a certain it, it sucks. That, listen, he can, go, he can go lose in Philly for all I care. I would have loved for him to stay. The guy was the walking embodiment of heat culture. But if you want to choose money in Philly, see you later, bro. You're, yeah. you're 37 years old. Bye-bye. <laughs> in, Martin, in Martin, I trust. I want him to have – I. I'm gonna tell you a breakout season, baby. Let's go, Martin. Show them, show them. I, listen, I yeah, like him too, but listen, I like him too. But as you're starting four, it's not great. Yeah, <laughs> you got no size, mm-hmm. and that was a problem last year. Was every team was just like, oh, if we pull Bam out of the paint, they literally got nobody else. Well, just and that's what the Celtics did. They got Horford. Mm-hmm. Yard seven yard. I, I think I think we got so we're not gonna be so bad because they they see the young guys that are coming. Yeah, play, I like Yurtsevin too, but he's not a defensive like stalwart. You know what I mean? He's a good offensive guy. And, and yeah, again, but like, I mean, if you if you put him at the five, he's all he's gotta do is get rebounds. Don't expect him to be a shot block or anything like that. Rebounds, get rebounds, dude. That's and it. assists. He's a good. But to me, but, but to me, too. that's what the team was missing in the playoffs. Was an because Deadman was hurt and playing like garbage oh, when yeah, he wasn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. You just need someone to stand there, block a shot or two, and get six fouls. Because, like I said, all the Celtics had to do was oh the mm-hmm. Heat switch everything, so we'll just get Horford and we'll put him in the corner and either. Bam has to guard a guard, and he's not in the paint protecting it, or he's mm-hmm. out making sure Horford can't hit the threes because the guy can hit threes. So the yeah. paint was just open. So Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were just having a field day because there was literally no one down there to protect the paint. That's why I think it's important to get another big. You main, you mentioned Jalen Brown. I, I had read some sort of rumor linking him to Miami. Well, I, listen, I anytime, any, anytime a player's a little disgruntled, they're automatically – 
associated with Miami because that's yep. just Miami, Miami bias. Is, is the Miami bias? <laughs> it's like that's, that's like a, a, a reverse bias. Yeah, that's literally any bias. player, any player whose contract yeah. is coming up is expiring or seems disgruntled. Like, oh, we bienvenido heard Miami. We a Miami. <laughs> yeah. a Miami. I would Miami. much rather have Jalen Brown than Kevin Durant. I like Achilles. I agree with him. Yeah. He he, bu- he bullied you into changing your opinion, but I agree with a lot of things he says. I I like Jalen Brown more than Jason Tatum. I've said that on this show. We said it we said it during the playoffs. Like I, yeah, if man. that's the guy that you get rid of a lot of people for, okay. I'll take I'll take him in Miami. Take him in Miami at a heartbeat. Over Durant, too. Over Mitchell. Yeah. Definitely over Kyrie. Like, keep those people out of here, bro. They have bad attitudes. He looks like he kind of has he, – he does kind of have that little Miami vibe, too. Like, he, he's, he does a lot of grunt work. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, 100%, he's, 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 man. He's an awesome defender. He's super athletic. He's gotten mm-hmm. better at shooting every single year. Like, yeah, he outscored Jason Tatum multiple times. Like, Yeah. Tatum sucks. Speaking no, no, of uh, personnel changes. Suck. Speaking of personnel changes. <laughs> Inter Miami, they re- they released the uh, Jairo Quinteros, All right? Yes, sir. So that mutually, opens up mutually parted, mutually ways. parted ways. Yeah, that's the the PR the verbiage that, that they put out. Yeah, they got you with the PR this time, Xavier. So. <laughs> no, I, you know that I, I try to be nice. I try to be nice. So all right, so that opens up an international roster spot. So interesting, interesting. Yes, interesting. Who do you think? They're gonna go for. Is there somebody that's gonna drastically improve their chances to get into the playoffs and make a deep run this season? If I if I gave you a specific name, I'd be lying to you because I I don't know. I'm not I'm not as well connected as some of these people here. That I get some inside mm-hmm. information, but I can yeah. tell you a couple of things. One with Heidel, uh, I think you know he was a center back. The very first time I saw him, he's like five nine. Yeah, he was a small. I was surprised too. Yeah, very, very small center back. I've seen it work. I've seen it work before, but I've seen it work with center backs that are super fast. He yeah, he wasn't like super fast for me. He I've seen it work with center backs who are super athletic. In Colombia, Ivan Ramiro Cordoba was a guy that was really mm. small, but he had such hops that he would jump over guys that were six three, six. He would jump Damn. higher than them. So you need to have a combination of special skills. You know, if you're going to make that work. And I didn't see in him. What I did see in him was a very tough, gritty player. And I always thought to myself, I never wrote it or anything because, like, there wasn't much to write about him. He, he barely played. But I always thought, why doesn't he play defensive, you know, midfield? Because that's where I think the international slot, if, you know, they use it, should mm-hmm. go. Why? Because Gregory is one of – he's the glue to this team. Because Gregory, not only has he improved his play, he's playing, you know, really, really well – he attacks, and then he's in every defensive play. He's in every defense. Yeah. He puts out fires all over the field. That guy is all over the place. He's got heart, personality. He's a very important player for his team. But he's a, a walking yellow. You know, he's a walking <laughs> yellow. So that can hurt the team if, if they're making a playoff run. And, and you know, they, he, he, can't, he can't play. Who plays his spot? Yeah, you put Malta, but then you readjust so many things. You don't have another guy like him. So if you get me an international uh player that has that type of level and, and can be a defensive player too or, yeah, or a combination yeah, player yeah. Or, or a combination player because he's basically playing like an eight but he destroys naturally 
then I think that's where they, they could go. And I think that's where they should go. Before they got Pozuelo, I had been writing saying, hey, you know, this team needs an attacking midfielder. You know, another attacking midfielder. I always gave Bryce Duke his props because I saw him ascending. But, you know, you needed a little bit of that paprika. You needed that experience because Bryce is still growing. And Bryce is growing now even at a, 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 a faster pace with a guy like that. Because he sees him, he talks to he talks to Bryce, he tells yeah, him yeah. so he's mm-hmm. gonna elevate his game too. But defensive midfielder, if you're gonna look for international, that's where I would go. Do I have a name? I, I don't know. If I hear something, then we'll put it out there. But I, I don't know, but that's I think where they should go. Is there gotta, somebody that you would like to see? Available at this moment. Oh, I haven't I haven't scouted. Um but we'll have to check. I, I'm a big, and, and I've said it so many times, I'm a big South America because you can get yeah. very, very good young players at reasonable prices. And I just mm-hmm. and especially, America, I especially at that position. Especially yes. at that yeah. position. Oh, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, find yeah. Oh, a destroyer absolutely. in South America, Central America. Easy, bro. <laughs> and and now and now they're more, they're not just destroyers because they, they, they're two-way yeah. players. And, and not just South America. We're talking about the Caribbeans, you know, Haiti, Jacob. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you have lots of good players and even you go into Central America so you can, you can get yeah, something you can absolutely. get good young players for a, a reasonable price that's what I think you know but I, obviously I, I, I prefer South America because I think it's the best uh, level of soccer on this side yeah. this, this side of the, the ocean but um, yeah, no, the like, midfield, that, that's where I would go yeah, like uh, the the union did that the the year I was there. They picked up a guy named Jose Martinez, just some Venezuelan guy. No one had ever heard of him. People weren't even sure he was gonna play, and he's become one of the best defensive midfielders in the league. Just some dude from Venezuela. That's it, because there's so much talent, especially at that position, that, that you can find someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people flourish, especially uh, given an opportunity to make dollars and take that money back. Yeah. To your country, you know, you're making, you're banking, and and the the life uh, stability here. So many having your family, and then having the opportunity eventually, maybe even staying here to to coach or to live. Yeah, people people will come in. And then Miami, forget it. That's the easy, yeah. that's an easy move. Miami, <laughs> you, you don't you don't Miami? have you don't have a yeah you don't have a, a language barrier. You don't have culture shock. It's just like oh, I'm just it's just it's a little bit different. But. <laughs> we we just said it anywhere anywhere in South America. You come here, you have a corner where you can go. Anywhere from Central America, there's a spot for you to go. Anywhere for the Caribbean, you come here, there's a spot for you to go. So we got we got all this under control. Yeah. Bring us, come on, uh, baby Godfather Henderson, surprise us again. Yeah, last a, a, de- a transfer deadline day, a little uh, surprise. Give it, give it, give us something. Give us something. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up to the other football, American football. Just want to talk a little bit okay. of Miami Dolphins, man. First, I don't want to get too deep into just you know talking about actual football. I kind of want to focus on fantasy football. Okay, Javier, uh, uh, Javier, do you play fantasy football, Xavier? I I haven't. Edwin says that he's going to try to get me into it. I I've never played because I I like the I watch the game and then I don't want to yeah. be thinking, oh, this guy needs to do this for me or this. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I I'm going to just. Can I throw something really quick before we start yes. with that? I saw um, Omar Kelly. Uh-huh. Right before, hey, right, you hey. know, right, right before, right before, um, you know, in his last like uh, appearance, he, he mm-hmm. throws in saying, "Okay, you know, I'm about to go, but I, 
Tua's a weirdo and, and his teammates think he's a weirdo. And I was like, what? Damn. What? You know, one, one, I, I think that, I think he made a mistake doing that. And, and people have been after him uh, mm-hmm. the, the last couple of days and making a big deal. Some people, um, you know, in his favor, some, some against. I'm one of the persons that would be against one because I don't think it, it's, it's the right thing to do as a, a journalist. Like, just because you're leaving, you like leave throwing shots everywhere. That's just now, to get clicks, bro. He's just a click yeah. chaser. Absolutely. And then the second one is I get upset uh, because I think people throw a lot about Tua because he's he's a Christian. He's he's adamant about his faith. He's open his faith. He lives his faith. He's a, a guy that like doesn't get in trouble. Very very um you know he, he does the right thing. Straight edge. Got, yeah, he, he he does his thing and he doesn't bother anybody. He's he's low profile like like Wilson. Like people attack Wilson. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a weirdo too because. Why? Because people are not out, you know, doing shit and right? getting in no, trouble. No, or, or, I, no, no. It's people that have no personality get labeled as weirdo, and that's not fair. You don't. But, have, not but, everyone's super interesting. That's not. That's how, fine. how do they not have personality? I, I think some, it takes I, a lot I, of some personality. People, some people are boring. That's okay. That's not a. Problem. Okay, that's that's they're a just, different that's thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're just dry. Yeah, they're boring. You know, they're not out there saying wild things or doing yeah. wild things, or you know, flashing bling or whatever. Yeah. And there's nothing so, wrong with that, but yeah, exactly. a lot of people see that compared to ever because especially in sports, being mm-hmm. brash is such a big part of it that when you run into someone who's just like, Meh, yeah, it's like just, just normal is boring. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> ah, okay. Why can't I tell exactly. you? In Tua, I trust, and Tua known well, is coming mm-hmm. after you. <laughs> that's where you lose me because <laughs> we'll see, man. This, this is gonna be a make or break season for Tua. You know, I think he's finally got all the weapons around him. The run game should be better. If hopefully he's got protection, that's all. Your that's fantasy all football, your fantasy football question with this new offense, they should be picking up a lot of Miami Dolphins. Teams should be picking up Dolphins, expecting a a breakout um, season from some of these players with with all this movement and these chunk yards and stuff. Miami Dolphins are going to be getting a lot of players drafted, right? I mean, yeah, Am some, I right? Some, a lot of, like Jalen Waddle for sure is going to go up in the draft boards compared to last season because he Tyra had a Kill's good season. Tyreek Hill's already. Tyreek Hill's already. Exactly. Tyreek Hill, you know, he's probably going to drop a little bit just because he's not catching passes from from Mahomes. From Mahomes. But still, he's he's gonna he's gonna be great, man. That guy, he's always open. He's so fast, nobody can catch him. You know. Dude, um, and it's gonna be Gasicki go routes, and that's uh, it. That's all that guy's gonna I, run. I, I hope it's so. Gonna I think he's so underrated. I think he's so underrated. He's such yeah. a talented player that they, they need to use him more. I don't understand yeah, why they never he's, used he's him been last underutilized the past. You know, since he got here, really, he's been underutilized. I, I think they they should take advantage of his talents, man. The oh, guy, yeah. he, he's like, I don't know if uh, Achilles. I don't know if you remember Aronde Gadsden. Yeah, Xavier, you remember Ronde Gadsden? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that guy—he used to just go oh, up and snatch balls out of the air with his big ass paws. <laughs> and you know, uh, uh, Gasicki's the same. He does. He's been. He's done that all a, the time, a bunch of times yeah. already. It's amazing. I'm so athletic. You, every pass, every pass play is just going to be double slant and go around, and that's it. It's like, yeah. and they're going to be like, <laughs> I dare you, I dare you guys to try and stop one of these people. <laughs> you're yeah. making me. You're making me have flashbacks. When we used to have a guy by the name of Danny Marino, and the and the and then he used to have Mark Mark Duper and Mark Clayton, and the Uh ball would go fifty yards, and and we would play the sorry ass Jets, and in the last moment we we bombed and we'd win the. And you know who I used to hate, Wesley 
uh, what was it? What was his name? Wesley. Oh man, he was bland in one eye. I, I forgot his name. <laughs> from, no, seriously, yeah, from the Jets. It was an amazing receiver, and he would oh. always have. He would always have the greatest game. Uh, he was a white guy. Him. He was a white guy. No, 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 no. no he was black. Wesley. Oh, okay, then I don't know. Wesley, no, you're Wesley. thinking of Wayne Corbett. <laughs> Wayne Corbett. No, no, no. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Wesley. 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 Oh my God! This I can't believe. I because the first thing I think is Wes Welker, but it's not. His name was Wesley something, and I cannot remember. Is there any Jets stinking fans? Wesley Walker. Well, I think it was Walker, right? I don't Ch- know. Google it. Google I think it. so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wes Walker. The Lions yeah. Jets receiver. <laughs> yeah, he played. Why not? He, he was the Jets until, until '89. That's the guy, Wesley Walker. He would always torch the Dolphins, dude. And then when I found out he was blinding one eye, I was like, dude, if he had, if he could see from both eyes, he'd get 300 Bro. yards every game against us. <laughs> How bad was football back then where you could be blind in one eye and still be in it? Because there's no chance How you're dare out there. You? How dare you say there's that about no those chance. class? How dare you say it about that era of football? Oh, don't don't, <laughs> don't, don't get don't me started on how all former errors are garbage compared to now. Like, don't get me started. You're one Please. of those guys? You're one of those guys? It's a fact. Human evolution, bro. Like, back then, if you were offensive lineman, you were like 6'2", 220, bro. Like, get out of my face. There's safeties bigger than offensive linemen were 20 years ago. Doesn't mean they're better players. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> it just means they're bigger. <laughs> they're bigger, stronger, they're, faster. They're exactly. Bigger, but doesn't mean they're better players. Okay. Put them on the field and we'll see who's better. Oh, you can. These guys are older. Like in the I'm 70s. About, I, <laughs> but you can't you can't compare like that because these know, guys I, they wouldn't I, have grown up with all of the nutrition you know, and I agree. That That's my thing is you can say that you liked the game better than that mm-hmm. for their era they were great. But when people try to tell me that guys from the 80s or whatever would even stand even remotely a chance. Of course they would. Dan Marino, Dan Marino in this era, in this era, all the records would he would own every single record. He blasted the record books back then when they would grab and then they were now the receivers, it's you touch him, they're like, ow, and it's a foul. Come on, man. There, that's, a lot, that's of, a lot true. of things have changed. The game has gotten softer too. The game has gotten a lot, it's just like basketball. So the evolution has also gone in another direction. No, and see, and then people go with the de- no one played defense back then. They just hit. That's not playing defense. I don't want to hear about oh in the eighties and nineties people play so the Bears, no, so the Bears, then, uh, the Bears for, didn't play defense in eighty five. So the for, the Giants, for, for the Giants with Lawrence Taylor and uh, yes Carson, for their guess, era they, they were great and you could say that for, for their, their era errors. they were better than any team that plays now that's fine but just Lawrence, hearing, Lawrence Taylor Lawrence Taylor would translate to any era Reggie White would translate to any era you say I, I, that I, I, I were, <laughs> you say that but it's just not. Well, go back. You can even go back. You can even go back, 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 back to Jim Brown. That guy was huge. He was fast. You're saying that that guy okay. wouldn't be able to play in this era? No. You're, you're making it That's sound, like saying, like, gonna... oh, oh, Jim Thorpe could come back and he would still be the best track athlete. Jim Thorpe couldn't, like, qualify for a high school team. <laughs> and he may be the greatest athlete to ever live. Jim Thorpe, at that point in time, you're, you're comparing saying, every everything that the training regimen, the food, and, and the conditions. Okay, and Jim Thorpe with all the food and the conditions and everything that these guys get now, he, yeah, he would trash these people too. Yes, he would. That's that's saying, we're, we're not comparing the same thing, but let's let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that and say that football's great because I know you don't like football. Oh well, yeah, no, I don't like football. <laughs> that's besides the point. 
I, can, I still can't believe that. I still can't believe that. It's boring. I gave you the reasons. Yeah, no, no, that that was one of the best shows. That you were like Gonzalo in that other interview. That was you there. That was like one of the best I've ever seen. You were on point. Oh my god! All right, before we end the show, I got a on this day. Woo! Oh. Yes, I know you've been waiting for this one. In 1966, wow, Willie Mays takes second place on the all-time home run list. Did it clean? Yes, sir. You were like a little skinny guy, too. It's always impressive to see him, that he was such an amazing hitter. He's not like yeah. an imposing dude. He was just a good, great athlete. Yep. Would, yep. He, would he transcend to this era, Katie? No, his, dude. Would, would his greatness, <laughs> These are, would his greatness uh, transcend to this bro, era? Fucking the Sandman would bury him every at-bat. <laughs> he would not understand how to see a 100-mile-per-hour sinker, bro. Like, no. He'd just be like... <laughs> oh, I, God. Wish, I got another I one. I got another one. Something. Yeah. Go ahead. On go ahead. this Sorry. day what happened? in 1973, Willie Mays again. He hits his 660th and last home run of his career. Oh man. On the same day, just like multiple years later? Yeah. That's awesome. It was meant yeah, to got be two two Willie That's Mays so cool. on this days. This should be yeah. Willie May on this day day. Willie, May Willie Day. Mays Day. Yeah, August 17th. Willie Every May, August May 17th. Day. It's Willie Mays on this day day. <laughs> oh, man. Let's let's get a petition going. Get it to Biden's desk, bro. Let's do it. Oh, for sure. All right, I got, I got something else for you guys, though. All right. My spicy sports nugget. Here we go. Albert Pujols now has... 63 career multi-home run games. All right? And you know who he tied for fifth most in Major League Baseball history? Willie Mays. <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes. Wow, Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays on this day day, bro. Wow, that's amazing. It's happening. I, I, I believe he would transcend this. Uh, yep. he'd, he'd have, if he that's was around what, now, if he was around now, I'm, he'd have 900 home runs. <laughs> oh lord if you know why because in this era he would do steroids he'd be jews he'd be jacked <laughs> like everyone else no but then maybe his body couldn't handle that because he wasn't a big guy so maybe his frame like yeah but he had he had big you know, who, you know who else no, wasn't man, a big guy who fucking barry bonds until he was <laughs> no but that was that was by accident they they creamed him he got creamed by accident Oh, man. All right, everybody. I want to thank everyone for, for watching. Once again, uh, this show was brought to you by Intelligem. There is the promo code down below and the link. Go ahead and check it out. Dude, it's super inexpensive. So with 15% off, it's even more inexpensive. It's, it's only like $100 for the entire year or something like that. Don't, don't quote me on that. But it's, very, it's around that price range. So 15% off of that. Man, you're getting a quality training regimen or tra a, tra a training simulation that's going to help improve your game. It's going to keep you from uh, from getting injured. It's awesome. So go ahead and check it out, everybody. Uh, gentlemen, any parting words? I want to shout out to my wifey on Friday, August 19th. We'll be married 22 years. Nice. And, and that's, uh, that's I don't know how she put up with me for so long, but, but I appreciate <laughs> nice. it. 
Man, almost on on Willie Mays on this day day, yeah. almost. <laughs> and this and this transcends. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, tune in next week. We're we're gonna have another great show. And uh, if you missed it, or if you're you're catching the tail end of the show, go ahead and listen tomorrow morning wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever. All right, everybody. <laughs> I forgot name of podcasts, um, <laughs> platforms. <laughs> Apple's, yeah, Apple's the one that I use. That's the only one I remembered. All right, everybody. <laughs> Have a good night. I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. Live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads.